It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And welcome back to another edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I am Chip Souza with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I am joined today by Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, and Leland Barclay on this beautiful, although a little chilly, Wednesday. But still, Ricky, I like the wintertime. Man, uh, uh, I just like the Christmas of it. You know, during the summer, you you got the gnats and the heat. I mean, I know Leland loves it. Man, it just wears me down. Uh, but uh, here in the wintertime, it just makes me think of uh, hot chocolate and chili dogs. And, man, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I love it. Absolutely. So, boys, I got a chance I to – I love mosquitoes and gnats. There you go. Uh. Yeah, you can keep them, keep them all down there. Uh, I had a chance to go this uh, to the, uh, the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon today and listen to Dave Van Horn talk about the Razorback baseball team, Ricky, and I am all psyched up for baseball now. You know, as you know, I covered him for about 15 years, and I remember spending – Groundhog Day in Mobile, Alabama on February 2nd during some tournament down there when John Pelfrey was still coaching down there. So I guess I can take the credit, maybe the discredit of bringing him up here to coach. Y'all heard that hey, first Hey, John, here. you want to come up here and if coach? You, if you want to bring uh, pitchforks to Ricky Fires, let me give you his address, <laughs> and uh, you can go see him for that. Uh, so we are in the midst now of the, uh, the basketball season, Henry. We are uh, in the 6A, 5A. Uh, classifications. We're nearing the end of the first half of play in conference play for the schools in the lower classifications. Henry, we're about two, a little over two weeks away from postseason tournament time. Exactly. And the, what's making it sort of frustrating for some coaches is we're having a lot of postponements right now. I, uh, I was texting this morning with uh, Eureka Springs coach uh, Brian Rambo because they had a Big conference game with flipping postponed for a second time uh, last Saturday, and they're hoping they can get it in this Saturday. Well, I hate that for the kids, you know, and I, we know we want them to play. Uh, the, the, the good, the, the not the fort. There's nothing fortunate about this, but one thing about it is, at least in the smaller classifications, that we know they're going to have a conference tournament. You want to play your full, you know, schedule of conference games, obviously, because that's the only fair way and the best way to determine the seating for conference tournaments, but if, worst-case scenario, and they couldn't get a, a game or two made up, at least they do have the conference tournament sitting there. For the 6A, 5A schools, and Leland, you and I talked about this last week, there's no built-in this year, at least as of right now, as of That's whatever correct. today, January the – you know, whatever today is, 26, 26, whatever it is, 26. Uh, there's no discussion of having a conference tournament like they did last year on the 6A West. So, uh, man – you know, Ricky, we mentioned this a while ago, you got a game tonight. Make-up game. Make-up yep. game tonight. Fayetteville-Bentonville playing tonight. Big game. Also, Rogers and Henry Bentonville West girls are playing tonight in a make-up game. Now, I don't know how close that gets us to getting everything in the 6A West caught up. Are we going to be pretty close? I think we still have a make-up game next week between Rogers and Springdale, but I'm not definite on that. I think okay. they're going to play like on Groundhog Day, February the 2nd. But, so. we're, but we're pretty close. Now, Leland, you and I talked about this last week. If schools can't reach an agreement to get these games played or if we have a snow situation or whatever, if there's a game that cannot be played for whatever reason that goes down as a double forfeit, right? That is correct. Um you know, I've talked to a couple of athletic directors very recently, and 
Well, I tell you, they bristle when it comes to even the mention of a district tournament again. I know. know. And I'm pretty much told point blank, we'll get our games in. We'll get our games in. So so they're not even at this point considering a conference tournament again because, well, there were some shenanigans last year, as one head coach said. So, um, and I think they're more prepared for it this year. Okay. Well, than they uh, were last year. So uh, I think last year there was a lot of panic involved. Uh, I think this year, having gone through this already once, they're they're better prepared for it. For example, now I know this is a smaller classification, but Mountainburg is playing four games this week. They're wow. playing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, of course, they didn't play. Uh, you know, they played two games very early in the month, and then they didn't play again until Monday night. Wow. So well, they're rested. Uh, you know, they're they're getting games in. Yeah, they're rested. So let's start uh, with six A West boys last night, Henry. Boy, you saw a heck of a game, and maybe a maybe a little bit of a coming out party for a couple of Springdale freshmen. Yeah, uh, Cortland Muldrew and um, the other name Isaiah. Kinda, yeah, uh, it's PV. PV. I, I the name slips me right off hand, but yeah, you know it was just a few years ago. Freshmen were not even allowed to play in the bigger classifications. Thanks to the old Corliss Williamson rule from several years ago. Right. But now they get to play, and these two kids combined for 33 of Springdale's 60 points last night. Yeah, Isaiah Seeley. Seeley, that's what it is. Isaiah Seeley. Names that we might not know that well now, but we will know. But you know what, Henry, What and, and you, you're right, you know, about the, the you know, the, the Corliss Williams, you know, that, that rule or whatever that, that's been, you know, wiped out for, I think, for good measure. I know, you know, uh, Leland, I don't know how much you know about this. Jeremy Price is a coach's son. His dad was a long, long, long time ninth grade basketball coach up here in Springdale. And uh, I know that, that, uh, that, you know, the older Coach Price, daddy Coach Price, he kind of cringes a little bit at freshmen playing varsity because he coached ninth grade, you know, for so long. But, uh, and I talked to him about this a while back whenever. Whenever you know freshmen were uh, you know going to be allowed to play in the conference or whatever, and he said, you know, uh, he he said, I guess I'm okay with it, but it you know if a freshman's going to be called up to the varsity team, it needs to be because they're going to play a significant amount of time, otherwise they're wasting a year. Um, and so, uh, but it seems to me like when I'm seeing freshmen play, Sasha Goforth, Miriam Dowda, uh, these two kids last night from Springdale, those freshmen are contributing heavily and they're not just occupying a spot on the bench Kalen Coons at Harbor yes. so they're uh they're getting to play a lot and uh and, th- and that's what it's all about otherwise don't pull them up you know wait till their season ends so it sounds like these coaches have got a good grasp on it and uh you know and uh and, and it's paying off well and I think we've probably seen more freshman girls playing they mature on the faster. large school yeah. classification through the years than we have boys. Exactly, exactly. And that's you're right, Ricky, they mature faster. They're yeah. ready to play. Uh, they're not quite as, you know, lack of a better word, they're not as stupid as the boys are. We, they're still we a were, whole lot. Yeah, yeah I can say that because I was and am still th- – that description fits me still real well. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, you're yeah, right. We, we can all relate to it There you go. Well. There you go. So two freshmen last night, big time, as Springdale beats Bentonville uh, in overtime 60-52. Uh, so big win for Springdale. 
Uh, they are three and two in the conference, as it seems like every team in the conference is, except for Fayetteville, is right there about three and two or four and one. <clears throat> Leland, you've said this before. Henry, you've said this. I know the six A West boys. It's just a lot of fun. It's just these games are really fun. And I did get to see Harbor last uh, Friday night, and they're a very they're a very good team, they a are. very deep team. And you know they were just playing their second game since they had lost a. Uh, you know, a primary player off their team. Right, so right. they're dealing with that. Northside, of course, is, has gone through it, losing uh, a player, their leading scorer that yep. moved to Texas right after the, the Coca-Cola Classic. So that's, uh, you know, but I think Harbor seems to be pretty well equip, equipped to handle it. Wow. And uh, so also last night on the, in the 6A West boys' side, Harbor won again. They beat Rodgers. Uh, by about 20 last night. They, they dominated. Yeah, rolled over them. Uh, Fayetteville uh, moved to 5-0 and in the conference. They beat uh, an upset-minded Heritage team. Heritage was uh, – Henry, you were uh, – I think maybe you were tw- somebody was tweeting. It was it was a 51-51 there or something like that for – you know, there in the fourth quarter, and then, and then uh, Fayetteville kind of pulled away for yeah, that Yeah, it, it was close. So, uh, and then all – because I was looking there and I saw the score like – Oh, Fayetteville's leading, and whoa, wait a minute here. You know, again, we've said this. Sometimes that momentum, she's a yeah, fickle lady. She's fickle. She's <laughs> fickle. And then also last night, a team that's coming on strong, uh, Bentonville West, a team that had lost its first two conference games. They've now won three in a row in conference play. They got a 20-point win last night, uh, Bentonville West over Fort Smith Southside. A little shameless plug here for Ricky Fires. Um, he will have a feature story on Tucker Anderson uh, the 6'8 junior guard for Bentonville West. He'll have that in the Sunday. No, 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 no. Let's slow down just that. what you said. 6'8 guard. Guard. Yes. They said, um, I've seen him a couple times. He can shoot. He, uh, one game he's, when he scored that 32 points, he's hit six threes. And sometimes they have him bring the ball up court. He's, he's not a big, you know, hoss kind of guy. But, man, he can just play all over the court. Rick, you know uh, when you're standing in the concession stand line waiting to get popcorn? Yeah. He can shoot from there. Oh wow! <laughs> he could, but he's uh, he's only junior, and he started to get some looks. And of course, uh, uh, his heritage, his mother played basketball yeah, at the University Frost. of Tennessee. Yeah. If you play basketball, at University of Tennessee, uh, on the women's side, uh, you're doing something. So uh, I talked to him, went up there on Monday, talked to him, uh, putting this piece together for our Sunday paper on Tucker Anderson, a rising star. Yes, sir. Now. Uh, Henry, I talked to Greg White um, after the game that they played Harbor. He had 32 in that game, and uh, he said he's not getting a lot of big looks now. But but that's that will change. That's but change. But he he described his game, and Henry, this will this will ring a bell with you to Darian Harris, who played at Shiloh Christian. They're about the same height. About Darian was about six 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 seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, never met a shot he didn't like. Uh, you know, good range, played, signed with Wichita State, or uh, maybe Creighton. I think maybe Creighton. 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 Uh, and I don't remember, Henry, what I can't that, – that, that, the way conferences change now, I don't know what that conference is now that they would play in, but uh, but it was Wichita State, Creighton, and uh, – I think that's the Missouri Valley. Missouri Valley. They the used Valley. to be. I think they moved to American Athletic Conference. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and so Greg said uh, – he compared the two, and he said, you know, he could see, you know, Tucker playing in the Missouri Valley. He said that would be a conference that would be really – really well suited yes. for his game yes. so uh he uh he i'm sure he'll start getting some looks and uh 
Ricky will have a nice story on him in the Sunday Democrat Gazette. So that's what happened on the boys' side last night. On the girls' side, Springdale Harbor, the beat uh, went on for them. Uh, they they uh, they rolled in their game over Rogers and Ricky let, let were there. You, oh my goodness! Yeah. I tell you what, they came out on fire. Rogers, you know, Rogers, they got the, the history. They're no pushover. They're not as good as they used to be. But man, Harvard came out on fire. Uh, they were ahead twelve to two, nineteen to eight. Uh, Rogers called two timeouts within a couple of minutes. But, man, and, and just what you talk about, Kaylin Coo's been playing for a freshman. She's still there. She lit it up. But she wasn't the only one. Uh, they were a well-balanced team. Patious McDaniel. Um, after the game, Coach uh, Jenkins told me how a lot of people concentrate on her, and that opens it up for the other it kids. Does. And Harbor girls were on fire last night. Very impressive. The final was, what was it? Fifty-eight thirty-three. Uh, yeah, wow, thirty-three. Yeah, big big win for Harbor. So they moved to five and zero in the conference. Uh, so good, you know, good for them. Good for Harbor. Also, the girls last night, uh, Bentonville West beat uh, Fort Smith Southside. The Bentonville girls uh, they beat Springdale sixty-three forty, and Rogers Heritage beat Fayetteville fifty-nine fifty-three in a game in which Heritage trailed big going into the fourth quarter, and then outscored Fayetteville twenty-five to ten in the fourth quarter to win that one. Uh, and I tell you what, I saw Heritage play, uh, Henry. They played Harbor, uh, didn't, and, and uh, Harbor beat them, but they didn't, Heritage didn't have their best player. Uh, then they came back and played Bentonville, and, Henry, they put it on Bentonville the night I was there covering the boys' game, boys' side that night. Heritage put it on Bentonville that night. Heritage is a, you know, it wasn't long ago they were, you know, they were a pretty downtrodden program and, and one that, uh, I don't know if they had a long conference losing streak or not, but I, I know they weren't, you know, they were not, you know, highly competitive. And that culture has really changed under there under Josh Lehman. Yeah, and that marked the first time in school history that Heritage had beaten Fayetteville last night. Wow. And I think, Rick, that night that they beat Bentonville or whatever, uh, I think that was the first time maybe they didn't beat Bentonville in, in may, maybe ever. I don't know. So, uh, but Heritage, I was really impressed with them. They got really good guard play, uh, pretty good inside post play, very well coached, and uh, you know they're a, they're a, they're a program that definitely is a one to keep an eye on. So that was in the six A West. Also last night, uh, Fort Smith Northside. Now there, this was a much closer game, Leland, than I thought it. You know, I thought it was going to be. Major props to the Cabot girls, but Northside girls did win that one, fifty forty four. Yeah, it was 45-42 midway of the fourth quarter. So that was, uh, like you said, a, a little bit closer than what we thought. Um, of course, Northside was rebounding, trying to rebound from their first loss of the season, the Lady Bears were. so, um, And the, the hoopla surrounding, you know, the new uh, gymnasium and right. all that. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll chalk, chalk it up to partly a couple of those things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, Walter Woody covered that uh, – the inaugural game last night in the Northside Arena. I think Henry, I think uh, Leland's already coined a, a phrase for it. It's uh, the Palace off of uh, North B or something like that. or The Palace on North B. There you go. There you go. Beautiful red and black. Uh, of course, Northside's colors. <coughs> Excuse me. Red and black. And uh, just a beautiful, beautiful uh, arena down there. Well, in a couple of weeks, we'll see uh, how packed it can be. Uh, possibly when North Little Rock with two yes. McDonald's All-Americans comes to town. Yeah, you know what, Leland, I might have to slip down there and catch that game. I don't, is that on a Friday or Tuesday? I, I haven't looked at the schedule. I don't remember. <coughs> I'll have to look that one up. Hey, Leland, uh, let me ask you, 
uh, of course, Northside, right there across the river from, you know, the river right down there. They, they, they've been a longtime West team. Are fans coming over this far from Central Arkansas, all them Central Arkansas teams, are they bringing any fans to these games over here at Northside? Uh, not a lot, uh, especially – of course, a lot of it has to do with the day of the week. You know, the, the one thing that I like about the 5A West is that they have kind of made Tuesday's rivalry night, yeah. which means that yeah. Van Buren and Alma and Greenwood are kind of playing each other to eliminate the traffic, the uh, the travel. Uh, the Central has not done that, or yeah. the 6A Central has not done that. So uh, it was like... Last week, Northside went to Catholic for a makeup game. They moved the game to 5 o'clock so that they could get home at 10. And it's uh, the crowds on Tuesday nights in the Central are pretty sparse. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's understandable because of the travel. You know, it's just, you know, it's just a lot of travel. And, you know, Rick, we've talked about this. It's unfortunate the way it is. Yes. I, you know, we, we wish it could be different. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take somebody a lot smarter than me, and I realize that bar is not that high, <laughs> uh, but somebody a lot smarter – well, Henry's sitting at the table. We clearly know who the brains of this operation is, uh, yes. you know, that, that can figure out how to get this done. And, and uh, it's going to take uh, probably, Henry, another school coming into 7A. I don't know, you know, what, how that would even happen, but uh, something, something along those lines in order for, for it to change. Well, actually, <clears throat> mark my word. It's going to change next year. Well, I hope so. Uh, uh, it, it's it's coming. Yeah. Uh, there is no way we're going to avoid it. Uh, ne- next year, it's going to be 9-7, unless <clears throat> by some miracle that Catholic – I think Catholic has to uh, reach the state tournament championship game. In basketball. In basketball yeah. to get here. Yeah. So well, they're going to – by the same, the same equity – rule or fair whatever it is that, that bumps that's going to bump shallow and pa and all the football teams up a class right is going to bump little rock catholic down a class right yeah so yeah. they'll be and headed for probably jonesboro in yeah seven. jonesboro's already in yeah. okay so it's just uh oh. with catholic and mount st mary it depends on how well you do and they have struggled yeah yes yeah. Well, and it's it's funny, you know, we, we talk about the 9 and 7 and how simple that is. It's just, okay, uh, because of geographic, you know, geographically, 8 and 8 doesn't fit the way the schools are. Exactly. Well, let's just make it 9 and 7. Yeah. But after hearing the coaches in the 6A West in football go through the 9 and 7 scheduling, you'd think that the world had ended uh, <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Uh, especially now that, you know, the other schools, um, you know, were moved up, and so you now now there's a nine-team conference, yeah. and everybody was just agonizing over when the open dates were going to be and what that does to the scheduling. How it now creates only uh, let schools only schedule two non-conference teams. So I've heard the opposite of how horrible, yeah, a nine-team conference is. Yeah, yeah. From well, that for, regard, now the funny thing about the nine-team conference is that all the athletic directors turned in their proposals for the best way to do a schedule. Right. A junior calculus student. There you go. Somebody with some brains. Yeah. (laughs) A junior calculus student at Mountain Home came up with the perfect nine-team schedule in that every single team goes home and away, home and away, home and away. Of course, the buy's in there somewhere. But it is 
absolutely a perfect nine-team schedule. Now, Let's hire that does guy. somebody still have a bye in week 10 and a bye in week 8 and all of that? Yes. Yeah. Does it put hardships on scheduling those two non-conference games? Yes, because Greenwood doesn't even have a second non-conference game. Right, right. So, you know, we, we, we see the 9 and 7 and how we think that's a perfect solution for Northside and Southside, but it's really not perfect. But based on the travel and what's best for the kids, uh, getting a junior calculus student from Mountain Home to fix things is a pretty easy fix. <laughs> yeah. Just buy him a pizza, Rick, and a, and, a, and, a, and a soda water, and he's good. Yeah, he's happy. There yep. you go. He's happy. That's, that's a problem solved right there. So let's skip down to the, ne- the lower classifications. Uh, Leland, you were over at uh, uh, Greenwood last night. Alma uh, got, a, got a big win there on the boys' side. Very big win. Great game. Uh, you know, Alma has three seniors, uh, Hunter McAllister, Logan Taylor, and, uh, and uh, Stuart George, and they had the best game collectively, probably and individually, that they've played this year. Went on the road, won a big game at Greenwood, and that's a big rival game. It was their first conference win, uh, so that was a big win for them, uh, again, on Rivalry Tuesday, which um, is it's set up kind of a triangle because, you know, Van Buren won at Alma. Right. Greenwood beat Van Buren at Greenwood, so that uh, that was a perfect triangle among the boys. Now, the Greenwood girls, uh, they won 81-32, to 32, and it was – 29 to 2 at the end of the first quarter. Wow. Okay. Greenwood girls are very good and they're still looking ahead. Uh, you know, they've still got that big matchup that now's a makeup game next Tuesday at right. Valonia, which is number one and number two in six or five A girls. Well, and they're going to play Valonia and then there's going to be a little bit of break and then they're going to play <clears throat> Valonia again. They're going to have to play them, you know, really close together. You know, now yep. they're not yep. going to be a gap, big gap in, the, in the, when they play. Well, in some of the smaller schools, I think Boonville and Charleston may be playing on back-to-back uh, playing dates because wow. of makeup games, which, uh, you know, I get to go to Charleston Friday night and see the uh, undefeated Boonville Lady Bearcats. So Thank that's, goodness uh, you I know, I'm so I excited about that. Couple, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness uh, I did. A couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, I saw Lamar girls uh, get to play, uh, get to see the Boonville yep. Lady uh, Bearcats on Friday. So it's, uh, you know, it's uh, that fun time of the year for sure. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I, I thought I might jinx the Boonville girls. I wrote a feature story on them in the Sunday Democrat Gazette, and I thought, you know, uh, ho- hopefully, I, I, I was waiting on it. Hopefully, I, I don't derail. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and I went, oh no. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they, uh, they, they won despite me. Yeah, despite, despite that. Uh, but what a good job Tim Gores, uh, Leland, has done over there. He uh, is in his third tour of duty at Boonville, first time to coach the girls. Um, he's, he's now had the girls' uh, program for three years now and uh, has got them going. And that guy has had a lot of success coaching, you know, boys and girls. He's the son of a coach, mm-hmm. uh, a highly successful coach. His dad was a highly successful coach um, in Illinois. And so, uh, he, you, know, he knows, you know, he knows a few things about basketball and seems to me like, Leland, he's a really good fit at Boonville. Absolutely, and you know his son is having a really good year for the boys, which is having a good year as well. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I'm sure there's lots of basketball that gets talked in that household. Now, last night I went over to Farmington. They they uh, had a game against Gentry. Gentry girls came in at 19 and 0, uh, yeah. five and uh, 0 in the conference, the 4A one conference, and Farmington, uh, number one ranked team in 4A. 
uh, 20 and 1 uh, coming in, and it was all Farmington um, in this one. Jenna Lawrence had 21 points for the Lady Cardinals, and Carson Dillard had 17. They had a nice little inside outside game going. Yes. Tell you what, Ricky, I was really impressed with uh, with Jenna Lawrence. She's a 6'3 player, but she doesn't play like your average 6'3 player. She's got a nice mid range game. She had a nice little drop step layup in the lane, too. She, she proved she could play with her back to the basket if she needs to. And then she said, you know what? Why don't I just step back outside the line and drop a three-pointer on you? And they did that. And then they also worked a little play where they ran a little motion offense and got her little alley-oop uh, from Carson Dillard from across the other side. Or it might have been Amber Shiree, uh, from, or not Amber uh, Shiree. Her daughter, yeah, uh, her daughter. Reese. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's still Amber. Amber yeah, still play go. though. Still, Amber could have got it to her too. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she got it to her on the alley oop on, on a nice little, uh, you know, cr- from across the other side of the court, and, and she put that in. So, so I think Mike Neighbors was there uh, to watch her play last night, and she put on a show for him. You know what, Jenna Lawrence? I think she is the poster girl athlete of what the modern game of basketball yes, is. You're right. She's positionless. Yeah. Is that the right? Yeah. Play anywhere. Yeah, play anywhere. You know, in the old days, you're a set, you're a post, you're a forward, you're a guard. No. She's one of these girls, you know, she can ba- uh, back up and jack it. Yeah. She can drive. Uh, she can get the alley-oop. So that, I think that's what basketball has become. You know, even uh, I think when, when we do our all area, we don't do by position. We put the best five in there. And that's what she is. She's just a ball player. Well, Henry, and Henry will know this too. If you remember, Henry, when uh, Miriam Dowda, her freshman year, she pretty much played back to the basket, mm-hmm. uh, lobbered the ball into the post. She would turn around and, 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 could, and would shoot. As the years went on and her game progressed, she became a take it off the defensive backboard and bring it up the floor player at six yes. six. Yeah. So you know, just if you just look at Miriam Dowda and just like you mentioned, Rick, uh, Rick uh, Jersey Wolfenbarker, Barker, or uh, or now Sasha. Jenna Lawrence, Sasha, same thing. These the, these tall girls, they're not they're not just you know you know just out there because they're tall. They could ball. Yeah, and Sasha, she's got that wingspan out there, and yeah. she's playing guard out there on these, you know, on the perimeter. I can get these little, some of these five foot uh, five girls and uh, uh, just balling up defenders. So I love the modern game, the girls' game. Uh, don't like the NBA where it's either a dunk or a three pointer, but uh, 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 these girls' game, man, they can play. Yeah, I, I loved it. So Farmington uh, got the win there. Uh, also, is that the best girls team you've seen this year? It's the best girls team I've seen. Uh, they they not only you know not only do they have uh, Jenna Lawrence and Carson Dillard, but they also got some really nice role players. Hernandez, uh, Hernandez. You got Shiree, a coach's daughter. Yep. You know yep. she's you know she's like having a coach on the floor. Uh, you know, and, and her running the offense. I mean, she's a good player. They've got they got a lot of good players. They they brought in a little little quickness uh, off the bench last night and. and uh, can't get all the names right, but anyway, uh, Farmington's deep. They're just deep and they're just good. They were going to be good before they got Jenna Lawrence, and you know that just you know that just put them on a different level. That's why I'm looking forward to the postseason. I mean, you know, got to get through the regular season and everything, uh, district, regional, because we're going to have some contenders. Yeah. Uh, the Harbor Girls I saw the other night. Yeah. They're going to make a good run. Farmington, of course, down at North Side, they're always going to be there. Greenwood. So. Um, and, and we're we're getting we're going uphill, and then we're gonna fire off like a rocket. Yeah, yeah. One thing I, I'm gonna mention. I know we've talked a lot about four A, but let's drop a little bit let's to three A. Yeah, because yes. you're right, Henry. You're we're right. on a collision course coming. Yeah. Uh oh. Well, there is a collision course coming, and I'm gonna show you it? why. 
we we've already talked about Booneville, seventeen yep. and zero, yes. and all that. Well, they're in the, going to be in the same region with Bergman, yep. who's at twenty seven and zero right yes. now. Oh, and my and I actually drove to Bergman last Saturday to watch them play because I'm doing an upcoming feature on Maddie Holt, who's yes. a heck of a player. And let me tell you something. <laughs> They obliterated Lincoln. I mean, obliterated it. It, it was it was not even pretty. It was like they were already up twenty two to two well, and Rick, in you know, four but, minutes. And keep this in mind: you know, Lincoln's best player, you know, tore ACL, so she's not playing. She, yeah, 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 but yeah, but yeah. Uh, Maddie Holt, uh, and then uh, she only had twelve points that day, but she's averaging more than twenty points a game in such limited time, and then. Uh, the coach. Ponder, the Ponder girl on that uh, team? Ponder, who's yeah. getting NCAA Division II looks and okay. offers. Wow. They've got a kid inside who's got NCAA Division II offers. So it's not like she has to carry the load, but yet here she is averaging 20 points a game. She shoots 90% plus from the free throw line. Ooh. Oh, wow. Well, then, Leland, let's kick it back down your way. Let's talk about Class A boys. Now, you know, I don't know if you, how much, Ricky, I don't know how much you followed that, but Leland, you and I talked about this on the podcast last week. In that conference, Henry, in the, I think the 1A1 West, I believe, it's the, maybe the East, but I think it's the West, 1A1. It's the 1A1 West, if you're mentioning County Line three, and New School. Three teams with 23 or more wins in that conference. you got County Line with 24, 25 wins, New School 24, 25, 26 wins, and Ozark Catholic 23, 24 wins, all in that same conference. Well, and in Lavaca's conference, you've got Lavaca and Acorn. Acorn has, you know, Damian Bowman, Bowman, who's averaging close to 28 points a game. They play tomorrow night wow. at Lavaca. And wow. those two teams, I think, combined have won 43 games wow. uh, combined between those two. So that's a big game uh, down here tomorrow night. Well, and, Rick- and you were talking about, uh, Henry, you were talking about Boonville. And Bergman being in the same region, I think isn't that the region that's going to be held at Lamar? So it also has the Lamar girls. Is that right? No, uh, Lamar will have its own region, but it's more a central region. Yeah. Boonville okay, hosts that's right. the one with Bergman in yeah, it. Yeah, Boonville is but, hosting this region. But right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned Lamar. They've only lost one game. Correct. Who was it to? Bergman. Bergman. Yeah. And that was in Bargain December. Yep. Now, Rick, also, you, you're this week, you know, you, we selected our player of the week for the boys, uh, Elkins. Elkins boys. Uh, Aiden Underdown. Wow. Uh, yep. now, now, Leland, I don't know if you saw this or not. This is in regulation. Now, this is not overtime. This is regulation. Aiden, uh, Underdown had 44 points and 15 rebounds, an 84-70 win in regulation against Bergman. So, he was our player of the week this week. Yep. I got up today to talk about him at the luncheon, and I said – the 1A, 2A, 3A teams, they don't need no shot clock. That, that <laughs> <No>. shot clock, <laughs> you don't have it's to have That's what clock. I love about small school <laughs> Arkansas, shoot, holler, and follow. That's what they do. And, yeah. uh, you know, they put Well, and up. I'm sure Rick Fires remembers this team. I remember covering a game several years ago at the old Arkansas Tech Tournament in December. I watched Mulberry and Oil Trough, and they both scored in the 80s, I think. First of all, oh, Oil Trough, yep. what a great what a great. That's up there school. right up there by Newark. Well, if you're, you know, if, you're, if you're listening to the podcast or whatever, you know, Ricky, we talk about this a lot, Henry. You know, 
if you have, if you're not going out and watching these kids play basketball, you know, and I, and I know COVID, you know, is what it is. Put your mask on. Go out there and sit, find you find you a spot up in the corner of the gym. That's where the real that's where the real fans sit anyway, Ricky. They sit way up there in the, in the corner. They're not the ones screaming, call it both ways or whatever. They're yep. just watching the ball, and you go over there or. Go down and sit by Jim Stafford. He's a, he's Jim, at he, all yeah, these games. He's go, all there. Go, go sit over there yeah. by go and get find some knowledge. Sit by Jim Stafford at a game and let him let him th- drop some knowledge on you or whatever. And go watch some of these kids. It, you know, especially these smaller schools where, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's a happening. It's an event at their gyms on Tuesday and Friday nights. Yeah, and and we've been mentioning these upcoming showdowns. Uh, another one I'm going to mention. Saturday, they're having to make try to make this up for the third time. Uh, Eureka Springs there you go. is going to flipping. Okay, both of them are undefeated in two A one conference play. So, and uh, coach told me that Flippin hasn't lost a conference game in two years. There. The last one was against Eureka Springs three years ago, but then they got to turn around and play next Friday night in Eureka Springs. Wow, we'll see. And that's uh, you go over to Eureka. Get you some good food. Go over to the Mud Street Cafe and go watch a good basketball game. You See, that's been one that. of my. I've been barking on that for years. Uh, I've got friends. They sit there and watch the NBA in college, and then all of a sudden, I said, "Man, man, that kid's from Arkansas, uh, Austin Reeves. What? He's yeah. from Arkansas? Why? Well, you never heard of him?" I said, "Well, get your ass off the there couch on a come Friday watch, night and go, go watch go these watch kids. Him play. Come watch him play." Can I say ass? We <laughs> 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 right. just did. We okay. just did. Uh, so that's what's going on with basketball. Again, Henry, you, you and I talked about this. This is uh, for the 6A schools, 5A schools. They are near the halfway point of their conference play. The 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A schools are down to the final. You know, you're like, who'd you say? Who'd you say, Leland, uh, Mountain Bird girls or whatever, playing four games this week to get them all caught up? But they're getting down to the end of their regular season. They'll go into their conference tournament, then the regional tournament, then everybody goes in the state tournament after that. So we're, we're winding it down, but there's still a lot of great basketball out there yes. to go see. But we also, uh, Leland, we want to mention this weekend in Fayetteville on Friday and Saturday is the girls' dual state wrestling tournament in Fayetteville. This week will be the dual state for the girls. Next week is the dual state for the boys. That gets us into February. And then the Boys and Girls State Wrestling Tournament will be in Little Rock like it has been every year. That'll be mid-February. So the wrestlers are also nearing the end of their regular season, and they're going into dual state and regular state for those. And then we also have bowling going on. And so the kids out there, they're, they're rolling and knocking pins over. Leland mentioned last week about a kid from – where's he from, Leland Van Buren or Alma, one of the other, rolled a 300? Uh, north side. North side. Northside rolled a 300 game because I think the I think next week uh, is the conference bowling tournaments. There you go, there you go. So we got that going on, and then Henry, I know you and I have been taking turns opening up the file, close the file. You open it, you type the file, you close it out the file. Spring sports are here. Uh, <laughs> yes. we got we got baseball, softball, and all that that'll be rolling in here in just about 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 five weeks, four or five weeks. Yeah. Uh, for our benefit games of last weekend of February, and then regular season starts for for these uh, for spring sports, March the first. So that that's rolling in. Yeah, I was up there at uh, Bentonville West going. I was going toward the gym, and all of a sudden I heard it. Bing. 
Yep. Bing. Bing. And I was just like a little uh, Cheshire cat. I jumped up and said, oh, it's baseball. baseball. They're out, out there, there practicing already yeah, in absolutely. the uh, end of uh, January. So it'll be hitting soon. Absolutely. So I also want to mention, too, congratulate Micah Hill at Rogers Heritage. He went over the 1,000 career point mark this week. Uh, and so congratulations to him. That's always a big milestone. So uh Got a lot of good kids, a lot of good players, a lot of good players out there, Ricky, that are, you know, that are that are putting it on the line every Tuesday night, Friday night. And if you're the Mountainburg, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, <laughs> Thursday night, right? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> every night of the week uh, for some good, you know, good action. So uh, congratulate, you know, congratulations to them and congratulations to uh, to uh, Micah Hill over at uh, Rogers Heritage for hitting that 1,000 point mark. Leland, what else you got? What kind of knowledge? What other knowledge you gonna drop on us? Well, just a lot of games going on. That Big Lavaca Acorn game, Mountainburg playing four games this week. I think Waldron is playing three games this week. I think Cedarville's playing three games this week. So a lot of uh, a lot of schools scrambling to make up games, and uh, you know, it's uh, in fact it's going to be. There's so many games going on that it's at this this week and next week it's going to be hard to keep up with the conference standings absolutely now rick you and i we've talked about this a lot henry you know you're part of the, you know you hear this we're always talking about our guys our, our girls people. our, our people here. okay yeah. so i want to throw a little shout out to our people how about jalen williams sec player of the week for arkansas ricky how jalen goes the hogs go he, he's the best overall player i mean you know jd no t yeah and he can jack it up but uh, he fills up the stat sheet right there. And does and a lot of things that are not on the stat sheet. Taking them sheet. charges? Yes. And is that a stat? I don't know. It's not even on the stat sheet, but it should be. So yeah. that he's one of our guys from Northside, Jalen Williams, is getting doing his thing. And also, down in the River Valley at Arkansas Fort Smith, Matthew Wilson, who also never met a shot he never, didn't like, yeah. <laughs> from Farmington, uh, he had his second game-winning shot for the Lions – Last week, you know, they kicked it out to Matt. He knocks it down. They win the game, celebration, blah, 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 all that. So, another one of our guys doing well yes. down at UA Fort Smith, and they're competing in the, what is it, Henry? I don't even know what conference they're in now, the Lone Star. Heartland. Maybe? Heartland. Or Lone Star or something like that. But whatever it is, yeah. uh, they're having a good season. So, so uh, props to them. Uh, that's all I got. What else? Do you guys, anybody else got anything? I got nothing. Got nothing? Yeah. Uh, let's do mention, uh, I know we've mentioned all the winter sports, spring sports, but, hey, football. Uh, Joel Wells has stepped down oh, as yeah. right. yes. head football coach at Harrison, so Harrison will be looking for a brand-new football coach. Uh, spoke with him Monday, and he said, hey, I, he says, when I was hired here, I'd give, he told him, I'd give him five years. He gave him seven. There you go. So there you go. Successful season. And Leland, Leland, kicking it back to you, Felix Curry has been named the new head football coach at Northside. Drop a little knowledge on, on us on that one, Leland. Uh, he was hired. He was the only assistant that Coach Fleur hired nine years ago when he came from Georgia to here, and they had coached against each other. They knew each other very well in Georgia. He was a hand-picked guy to come here and take over the defense, and uh, now he's hand-picked to take over for Coach Fleur. And uh, it was funny when they were named last week, I just I jumped in the car took off the north side, and uh, there was Coach Curry sitting in the stands watching a junior high basketball game at go. Gail Condart uh, Gymnasium, asking him if he had a few minutes, and uh, we talked about the new job. And right before that, I called Coach Fleur to get some comments about 
Coach Curry, and he was on his new tractor uh, <laughs> out at his cabin, working wanna, that over, enjoying I see retirement. Him and but he Barry took some time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he took some time to talk to uh, about Coach Curry, and uh, you know that's one of those jobs, uh, one of those things that we saw where um, you didn't, you know, uh, Doctor Beaumont didn't have to go very far to find the right guy. There you go. Promoting from within, uh, boy, is just um, so much. It helps the transition, and, uh, you know, that's that's going to be, a, I think, a great fit. And we talk about fits all the time in coaching, and uh, that, that's one of those fits. There you go. There you go. So congratulations to Coach Curry. Uh, Harrison will be looking for a new football coach. <clears throat> Big shoes to fill. Joel, Joel uh, Wells has done a fantastic job at Harrison. Uh, you know, they, they've run up against PA, seems like, every year, and that's probably been the only reason Harrison hasn't put a state championship trophy in that trophy case is, is PA. Yeah. Uh, I started counting it up. Over the past five years, Harrison lost nine times. Five of them went to private schools. Wow. There you go. So There you go. Well, that is it for this week's edition of Prep Rally. Again, I want to thank Henry Apple, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay for being on with us today. I'm Chip Souza again with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thanks for listening to us, and we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.